Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Hey, I can look at myself naked. Are you stoned or something? They tried stoning me, my dear. It did not work. He likes to create his own sauce. Well, did you sleep with a man who also slept with mom and grandma Catherine? What? You slept with dad? Alright, which one of you sardines called this meat? Whatever, major loser. Let the party begin! Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. The podcast that seems unassuming at first, but then becomes very, very dark later on. That's Simone LaRue. And that's Chad Echowitz with a stunning opener. We come alive in Halloween times more than any time in the rest of the year. I am so excited after this period is over to see sort of our listenership yeah. and how it like co- like relates to us being yeah. super enthusiastic at, at Halloween and then dropping off again until Christmas when we're pretty equally as enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah. Christmas and Halloween are pretty much the best times of year for us. Exactly. And I would love to see like our viewership directly correspond to that. And I mean, yeah. we'd have to have the talk of, okay, should we bring that kind of energy throughout the year? And I know the answer for both of us would just be no. <laughs> no. I don't have that energy throughout the year. Yeah, are you crazy? Like, that's why we have this rest period between October and, and Christmas, because... Thank God. Good Lord. I mean, we you have set up so much this year. It's, well, for, for, for Spooktober, it's been insane. Mm. And uh, I mean, we've got some exciting stuff planned for Christmas too, which is going to be a blast. Yes. Yes, we're not going to tell you now. We want to no. keep guessing. You know, we're still in October. you got to respect yeah. the season. you still got some surprises coming your way. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is going to be a good year for podcasting. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of good years for podcasting and nothing else, what were we doing this week, Simone? Hey! Hey! <laughs> so this week is a bit of a special treat just for Chad. Um, and me, let's be honest. It's not like yeah, I'm suffering yeah. through it. We are doing a movie <laughs> that I think showed a pivotal moment in our friendship, uh, which was Unfriended. And Definitely. when we first watched Unfriended, we finished mm. an entire bottle of tequila between the two of us. And I think we went in thinking like, oh, it's going to oh, be yeah. such a bad movie. And we watched it and like we were hammered. So we we're like, oh, this movie sucks. But like it doesn't. <laughs> it actually scores too high to no for us to technically do it on the podcast but it's also our podcast so (laughs) we can do whatever the fuck we want and so this episode is just a celebration of the unfriended franchise Mm -hmm. we are just gonna rave and rant about it uh like what you did with the descendants parade exactly and would you say that we would rave to the grave Simone? (laughs) i would not actually (laughs) i I distinctly wouldn't (laughs) But yes, I am so excited that we are doing this this week. I mean, this is these two movies are just quintessentially beautiful horror films. I think, and I mean, we'll talk about it as we go in. But yeah. the the, and I've said this for for years. I wrote an article about it. Just the mm-hmm. the fact that horror movies are so common and it's such like a, a predictable script that you have to find new and interesting ways to portray yeah. your story. And this movie is one of those sort of you know pioneering films that just completely yeah. changed the genre. And it is incredible to watch. Yeah, and I mean, it's a medium like screen found footage screen recording things are a tough medium uh there's a lot that you can't show there's a lot that you can't do um but i think they really work well with it and they use Mm. it to their advantage to build up some really tense moments yeah exactly and i think that's the the beauty of sort of found footage as well is because you've got no peripheral vision you're you're so unaware of your surroundings and that is really unsettling and i mean yeah, I mean, if it wasn't such a, 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 a podcast staple, I think you and I would just have a horror movie podcast. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we chose another genre that's just oversaturated, so fuck it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Well, also, I mean, I rem- I know that, like, sort of towards the end of each Spooktober, you and I both lose energy around horror yeah. movies a bit. Like, it gets, it's a bummer. I watched the two Unfriended's, like, back to back. And oh, afterwards wow. I was like, oh boy, I... <laughs> I've got another two weeks of this shit. I need a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. And I mean, yeah, staying with one genre is really tough, but you know what? It's worth it. And it's, well, mm-hmm. I think you've done the right thing this week, like uh, this month. You've you've really set us up well. Like we had some giant James Wan to start us off. Yeah. And now we're going into two movies that actually did really well, just so we can yeah. like sort of refresh Bit ourselves. Bit of a palate cleanser. 
Exactly, exactly. So we can keep going through yeah. this. So so you've really done an excellent job. I mean, this Thank is all you. Simone, listeners. Like, this is no. her baby this month. Listen, you guys, when we get to, to the finale, it. that's going to be all Chad, and <laughs> it'll blow your mind. You'll be like, Simone was busy fucking around while Chad was creating a masterpiece. <laughs> we work well together. I think yeah. the reason yeah. we work so well together as well is we just, we, we won't accept any of the uh, any of the praise. It's just like, nah, nah. It was, no, it was no, the other I could person. never. I couldn't possibly. No, no. No, <laughs> no, no, you. <laughs> it was so funny this week. Um, Simone messaged me separately because uh, we needed to record something special uh, separately. And she was like, uh, don't be British about this if you can't do it. And just it me. just made my life. It is exactly what we do. <laughs> Especially Chad, who hates confrontation <laughs> so much. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of which, shall we get into this? Yes, shall I let's tell do you it. about Unfriended One? First of all, though, Chad, what are you drinking? Oh, of course, of course. I don't want to forget about that. Whoa. So, one of my delightful students uh, bought me a crate of beer for my birthday. What Lovely. A what a lot. He watches the YouTube video. So, hi, Alex. Thank you very much. Oh, hi, Alex. So, he's sponsoring this week's beer. Uh, it's a Ringwood <laughs> uh, Boondoggle. It is... Ooh. A spectacular <laughs> beer. I, I I will get this if I'm in a pub here. It's kind of like the staple sort of, um, you know, unique indie beers that they always have on tap. So, like, oh. it's the one that's just always recurring. Um, and it's just really, really tasty. It's such a nice beer. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. And what oh. are you drinking? I am drinking uh, an old favorite of mine, what used to be my fancy beverage in university. Bit of a throwback. <laughs> It's a spiced golden coke. Oh dang! Lovely. Yeah, that was my like little splurge. If I was feeling feeling mm-hmm. like a classy lady, beginning of the month, Which... still got still got money in the bank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm having a lovely spiced golden coke. Is it making you reminisce? Are you feeling uni young it's again? So delicious is the problem. It tastes like vanilla mm-hmm. coke, and it's delightful. It, those drinks are dangerous. It's the same with um, cane and cream soda because you just don't taste the cane. And then the next thing you know, you're on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that tastes like juice is a problem. Yeah. Danger, dangerous territory. Okay, let's talk about Unfriended. Yeah. Get right into I'm it. I'm so ready. This film takes, in, uh, takes place entirely from the point of view of a MacBook screen. The viewer sees nothing else but what appears on the screen throughout the duration of the movie. The owner of said MacBook, a MacBook, is a teenager named Blair, played by Shelley Henning. The movie opens with her scrolling through Facebook and looking at old pictures of her friend Laura, played by Heather Sussman. Unfortunately, exactly one year ago this night, Laura killed herself after suffering some really intense bullying. At a party one night more than a year ago, Laura got super drunk and ended up passing out and shitting her pants. Someone took a video of this, uploaded it to YouTube, and entitled the video, Kill Yourself Laura. Basically, uh, back to the present, and Blair gets a Skype call from her boyfriend, Mitch, played by Moses Storm. Also, best name of all time, Moses Storm. It's almost as good as Army Hammer, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) A little biblical, that's fun. Uh, They chat for a little bit, and things start to get really sexy. Uh, Blair undresses for Mitch, and they're talking dirty to each other, when suddenly their friend Skype called them. They try to ignore it, but for some reason the call connects automatically, and they are caught in the act. When they meet, uh, uh, we then meet her friends. You have Jess, played by Renee Olsted, who is the fun, lively girl who her friends think are a sl- is a slut. Then you have Adam, played by Will Peltz, who is this crazy rich dude and a bit of an asshole. And lastly, you have Ken, played by Jacob Wisocki, who is the fat, funny one. They all banter for a bit, and then things start to get a little weird. Blair received a private message from Laura's Facebook account. Obviously, someone hacked her because Laura is dead. She tells Mitch, and they get uh, and they try to get Laura's account memorialized, but for some reason it just isn't working. On top of that, there's some stalker on the group Skype call who just won't leave them alone. They try to kick the person from the call, but it just won't work, and every time they leave and come back on, the fr- on a fresh call, the stalker is back. As the film develops, we learn that the Skype stalker is actually Laura, or at least someone using Laura's account. That's when Mitch sends Blair a private message saying that you should never answer messages from the dead because it could be their ghosts coming back for retribution. Unfortunately, it's too late for the gang because they've all interacted with this stalker person. Later, as they're trying to figure this all out, their friend Val, played by Courtney Halverson, joins the call. That's when the Skype stalker reveals herself to be Laura, or rather, (laughs) Laura's ghost. And she's come back to get the truth out of everyone. 
Laura starts messing with everyone, revealing their deepest, darkest secrets, such as the fact that Jess spread a rumor saying Blair had, eat had an eating disorder, and that Blair lost her virginity to Adam when she said she was saving herself from Mitch. Then Laura starts killing the teenagers. She somehow is able to get it to the kids to kill themselves through their computers, and they die in the most horrific ways. At the end of the film, when only Blair and Mitch are left, Laura asks them who uploaded the video. Blair sells out Mitch, saying that he did it. Mitch therefore kills himself. That's when Laura reveals that she knew who uploaded the video the whole time, and it was Blair. <laughs> we then see Laura in Blair's room for the final killing blow. The end. The end. So good. Uh, and we agreed we're not going to do cliffhangers yes. for this because um, it's such like a weird like visual yes. medium. It, it would be. It doesn't really. It, yeah, it doesn't translate. So so yeah, we can yeah. we can move straight on to the conversations. And I think the best place to start is how good is this film? It is fantastic. I think it it's really it was really smart of them to understand that they were working with a new medium so they used a lot of familiar mm. horror tropes so that people would be comfortable mm. with where they were in it you know there's uh, mm -hmm. all these teenagers who did something horrible a year ago and share a dark secret uh, there's the slutty one there's the virgin one mm. there's the rich asshole <laughs> one there's the chubby one like yeah. um, I, I think they really that was really effective to just ease people into a medium that honestly mm. is really a little overwhelming at first. Like when you first start, you're like trying mm, to look at mm. everything and um, trying to catch any clues and stuff. And you sort of settle yeah. into it a bit and it's less overwhelming when you're like, okay, like I understand what's happening yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. And and because it is sort of the first of its kind as well, it adds to the overwhelmingness of it because you're like, okay, I yeah. don't fully understand how I'm supposed to react to it. I think that's what differs, makes it different from yeah. other found footage, like traditional found footage films like The Blair Witch Project, because you yeah. are still, even though you've got the camera's view and, and it's live and everything all live, um, you still are sort of guided through that. And, and, and through that camera lens, you are there. It's like someone's holding your head. With this, it's yeah. sort of just like, okay, this is a screen. The only thing that gives you an indication of where to look is the pointer, which does come in handy because often they'll like highlight things yeah. or circle it, but they make it look really yeah. natural. It's not something like, look at this thing, pointer, pointer, pointer. It's more like, yeah. I'm highlighting this because this is what I really want to stand out. And yeah, it's really cool. I think they do a good job of, like, it really does look like someone using a mm -hmm. computer. Like, they have all these windows open, and sometimes when they're typing, they, like, backspace a bit because they did a mm -hmm. typo or whatever. And even as Blair starts to panic more, mm -hmm. uh, she, like, s sends messages with typos because mm -hmm. she doesn't, like, realize, mm -hmm. uh, which was very cool. Like, and that's, again, just, like, a really interesting use of the medium, like, that a normal movie can't really show a character's panic in that way. Yeah, exactly. It's It's... It's ingenious how they do all those little things and like, yeah. it's so, I can imagine from an actor's point of view, it's so difficult to do this and to do it well, yeah. you know, especially yeah. from like a point of view of, all right, so we're seeing you type and you hear the clack, 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 and then you don't want to say that. So you backspace and then you wait. And I mean, we've all yeah. been there where we type something, we don't really want to send it, so we change our minds. And to have that translated yeah. where you're not seeing the person actually sort of typing out or, or like pausing and looking yeah. at their face and wondering. It's just like the connections that are made because you're a human being, it's fantastically done. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I read somewhere that this movie made back like 65 times its original no budget. Ways. I mean, obviously the budget wasn't mm. that high. Like it was like <laughs> <laughs> some gore effects and that's about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's, I was thinking about how you could make it the other day like while we were watching it because i mean i've got a mm -hmm. macbook here and and it was it that was i think very interesting for me because I've, I've had a macbook for years i love i love the mac product well this apple product i hate all other apple products yeah um but seeing a movie shot from what would be my traditional desktop was really unnerving as well oh don't do that simone's video has just gone off and i don't like that <laughs> Sorry, no, it's because my internet connection is bad it's not because i'm trying to prank you or anything <laughs> You say that, but I swear to God, if you make me jump, I'm going to be so mad at you. Next time it goes up, I'm just going to scream. Oh, I hate you so much. Don't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lost my train of thought because I was immediately terrified. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm really surprised. Like, I'm really surprised 
sort of at like Facebook or, and and those kind of things wanting to be part of this. But I guess like because yeah. because yeah, it's it's using their product to be like this thing is evil yeah. and it's using you. Um, but it was just really fun how they were using products like that instead of like Bing and Yahoo. You know, the, yeah. which was really cool. Like she had Spotify open and they were playing music through it and Skype and yeah, it was really really yeah. cool to just. You know, it, it it connected with you because this is how we would do our computers and how we would. Work. Yeah, I think that's fair. How stressful was Blair's desktop, though? Like, I don't know how you felt about it, but she didn't have tabs in an organized way. Her her desktop uh, icons. No, were... no. Uh, her whole like little f- bookmark bar at the top, like. Whew. I think that was probably uh... the scariest thing in this movie. <laughs> It was definitely up there. What was your yeah. like favorite part? Like what for you was like the tensest moment? Ooh, I think, okay, for me, uh, those two things are very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite part of the movie was definitely that bit where the advert came across yeah. the screen of like girls in your area and Blair was part of that. That was, yeah. for me, it was so subtly done and so beautifully done that I just, I absolutely adored yeah. that part. That was my favorite bit seeing that. And then I think the most tense bit, the most scary bit for me was the killing of Val. Um, oh, yeah, where she's where just she's sitting just in sitting front there. of the camera with like the bleach thing off. And like, and they're like, oh, she's frozen. And then the phone comes into view. So good. And then so good. it's so good. And the police yeah. coming in and like saying, oh, it was a 515. And she, like Blair's looking up on her machine and she's trying to find it. And oh, it was so yeah. good. Yeah. What is your favorite part and your uh, most tense I think moment? my what, favorite what, what, what part, you? I, I, you're right. It's two different things. I don't know why I asked different. Um, <laughs> my favorite part is uh, when the like random accounts camera turns on and it like looks like some random scene and like the moment everyone realizes that it's in ken's house yes and everyone just goes quiet like Mm -hmm. no one knows what to say or what to do they're all just like sitting there watch it's so good like Mm -hmm. because i mean what yeah what are you gonna Um, do (laughs) yeah and then i think probably for me like the tensest moment was um, that bit where it it sends like it prints out notes at uh, Adam's pl- yes. printer and Blair's printer, and the notes essentially say like if you show this note to Mitch, then Mitch will die. Yeah. Or yeah. So, or if you show this note to Mitch, then Adam dies or mm. Blair dies or whatever. Mm. Um, so it's like <laughs> Mitch is having a bit of a breakdown, <laughs> and it's just great acting for all of them, like mm-hmm. all of them screaming at the camera and like this crazy tension being built up. I thought that was, mm-hmm. I mean, just fantastic on the actors' parts. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You're, you're so right, and and yeah, like I think that's one of the great things about this movie as well is it's just so well choreographed in terms of what happens to next to what happens next, like as they go yeah. along. It's just it was. It's such a great story in just how it's written. Like, as a very yeah. foundational thing, it's written really, really well. And that just yeah. builds on everything else. I mean, yes, it's it's the gimmick of it's from a it's from a screenshot. But the gimmick doesn't make the movie ride. The gimmick only adds yeah. to the overall feeling of yeah. the film, which is really, really cool. Especially, I think it really captures, you know, it's all of these people going through this very scary shared experience, but ultimately they're alone. Like they're alone sitting yeah. in front of a screen and like the whole group knows what's happening, but no one can help anyone else. Exactly. No one can do anything. Like you just have to watch, which I think yeah. was captured very, very well. I think I th- we've spoken about this before, just from your your situation. Uh, for those of you who don't watch the YouTube videos, uh, genu- generally Simone, when she used to record, had a cupboard behind her that some days the door would be open, some days the door would be closed, and it was always very dark. And I just had to watch from, you know, 3,000, yeah. well, 30,000 miles away. And if anything came out of that cupboard, there was absolutely nothing I could do. And yeah. and it, that's always very, very scary. And like you said, that is what this movie does. It's the fact that you are so helpless in the yeah. whole thing. And I mean, that, that bit where she goes on that random chat wheel and finds someone to, like, call the police. That's, yeah. That is the that was only really thing you cool. can do. It was very, very cool. Yeah. 
Is there anything that, like, you didn't like or anything... Yeah, I, let's say didn't like, because I won't say change, because obviously we'll go yeah. into that next. But yeah. is there anything that you didn't particularly like? I mean, obviously the main thing I found, like, a little unrealistic. And to be fair, like, this is just the medium. Like, this is just something that you have to make work. But, like, all of these friends Skyping each other after school <laughs> randomly. Like, oh, yeah, it's our after-school Skype chat when we just spent the whole day together instead of just texting each other like normal people. Mm-hmm. That was, like, a little... <laughs> contrived but i get it they had to make it happen mm-hmm. and you know obviously they're trying to appeal to a wider audience so they have to do that little expositiony dialogue of oh what's a troll mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch of high schoolers wouldn't know what a troll is yeah yeah <laughs> i think yeah like you said that was that was pure exposition for older people who are like how yeah. are they doing this how are they doing a group <laughs> skype i don't understand this <laughs> yeah but you know it, it, that's just the nature of it and what about you? What did you find difficult or not like? I just think it's, it's like you say, it's not so much. I think it's just obviously you had to do it because it's a film and you need the film to continue. But, you know, you just close Skype. You don't then go back onto the call afterwards. Like what is so unbelievably desperate that you need to say to each other yeah. that you can do it on a WhatsApp group message or, you know, through facebook like if if you and i had a problem with our zoom meeting like if some stalker kept coming onto our zoom meeting we would switch to discord or we would switch to facebook live or we would go back to skype we wouldn't just keep going you know we wouldn't just leave and then keep coming back and then like you know and and these kids clearly are smart and they know the tech so it's weird that they would do that. If they had, I think it would have improved in that way. And this isn't my favorite scene that could have saved it, so it would be fine. It would have been improved if they had tried to do that. So like, if they'd gone Skype and then try to switch to Facebook Live, uh, Facebook video, yeah. Facebook chat, or whatever it's called, and it hadn't worked, yeah, then that makes more sense to me. Yeah, but um, I guess and this they missed was, a trick there. This was also 2014 when like the only video chat that anyone really right. knew was Skype and maybe FaceTime. Yeah, no, you have a good point. Yeah, you do have a good point. But yeah, I think that's the only thing that I that I didn't particularly like. Um, okay, so let's move on then. Let's go to, to scenes that could have saved it. Do you, do you have a scene that could have saved it for this? You know, I'm not crazy about the supernatural element of really? it. Really? I thought they really pushed that through. Okay. You know what I mean? Like... We're sending the article about this exact phenomena <laughs> and how common it is. Like, okay. And I think at the beginning they mentioned that Blair had a brother that was kind of weird. I, I missed that completely. Like, very briefly. Yeah. Not Blair. Um, Laura. That, Laura, yeah. Laura had a brother. And they were like, oh, could the brother be doing this? And they are like, no, he wasn't that weird. But oh, okay. it would kind of be interesting if maybe the brother had found the extended yes. video that had Blair's face in it and decided to take revenge. And he was a super hacker or some shit. Yeah. And he was the one like hunting down the kids one by one or whatever. I don't know. I wasn't crazy about the supernatural element in wow. this one. I, I'm not... <laughs> The whole like melding of like, oh, the go- the ghost is in the tech, like just doesn't <laughs> doesn't work doesn't, for doesn't, me. Doesn't work for you. Wow. Okay. Because I mean, I think we chose the right ones to do this week anyway. Because I much prefer the supernatural element oh, to the hacker element. Don't hectic. get me wrong. Loved Unfriended too, but yeah, I much preferred this. I agree with you completely. I think that article. Real, like explaining shit was just a bit like that was a bit poor if they had just been like holy fuck i don't understand what's going on maybe it's a ghost okay yeah. we're gonna go on the assumption that this is a ghost then i could have gotten more on board but i do love i love that you know ghosts can now intersect with technology yeah. and they can press the buttons from inside the machine i love that shit yeah yeah totally that's my vibe yeah <laughs> and i don't think they should have shown blair at th- or laura at the end like closing the laptop i think that was also a little i honestly think the best thing would have been to leave blair to like live with what's happened and the fact that everyone knows now you've genuinely just said my scene that could have saved it that is exactly right <laughs> oh i'm so sorry no no you're that's why we're so in sync this is why we do this podcast <laughs> look together. at us boom on the horror genre together yeah that is my scene that could have saved it just i thought i completely agree with you i think it really fucked with the whole thing and it, like really let the whole thing down that Laura was in yeah. Blair's room at the end like 
okay, so does that mean that she was physically in the other people's houses as well, and that's how they died? Yeah. Like, what's the crossover there? Leave her alive with her consequences, and then maybe she kills herself. Not saying that that's the retribution she deserves. Not at all. Please, if you are struggling with stuff, there are people who can help you. We will put links down in the description below. Yeah. But, you know, that kind of retribution. Don't just be like, cool, now I'm in your room and I'm going to murder you. That's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't. And then I immediately thought maybe we're just a bit too desensitized to horror because that's what we watch all the time. (laughs) I mean, but also that's always the thing. Like the moment you show the monster, Mm. it becomes like 90% less scary. Exactly. Exactly. It's the unknown. That's why Stephen King does so well. Because it's just not known. This ghost in the wires. (laughs) (laughs) And would you watch it again? Yeah, totally. Deloy. It's so fun. Yeah. It's it's such such a great like I mean, I was trying to watch it while I worked and it was a real struggle cuz like it's so tense and you're focusing the whole time mm. and like you're trying to catch clues and uh it's great. It's just so well done. It's a great example of what that medium can be. Mm-hmm. Like highly recommend people watch it. Oh, absolutely. Like that like there's a reason it did well on Rotten Tomatoes and it's the reason why we shouldn't traditionally do this like, movie because it is just so good and there's just so many great elements to this film. And if you yeah. haven't seen it yet and you are a fan of the horror genre, you are you are missing out big time. Yeah. It's so worth it. Definitely. Yeah. Have you seen anything else doing the same kind of medium apart from Unfriended 2? Um, no, I don't think I have. I know Searching did it. Yeah. Um, but I haven't watched that yet. What did, how does searching compare, do you think? It doesn't do a good job, in my opinion. Okay. You know, it's it's fine, but I think when you see this film and then obviously you see Unfriended 2, you kind of like, okay, well, you try to do the same thing and you failed. Um, they did a good job if you haven't seen Unfriended or Unfriended 2, but they yeah. do a bad job if you have. If you have. <laughs> Just because, like, I, I guess it, like, it plays to what they were trying to do, but often it was a case of... Oh, you're seeing it from the from the screen, but I've just, you know, coincidentally left FaceTime open so you can now see the video feed even though I'm not calling anyone. Okay. And oh, that's just really lazy. That's really lazy in my mm. opinion. Um the film itself is pretty good. It's very interesting, but I just yeah. Yeah, but not yeah. Surprisingly, who did it well was Modern Family. Modern Family did a great job with yeah. that. I ha- I do remember seeing that episode. Yeah, they nailed it. They did a really good job, um, which is why, I mean, they're an o- Emmy award-winning show, but yeah. Yeah, what a great show. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, go out and watch this, guys. Squariously, well worth your time. Rated M for Mature. Because we don't believe in scripted advertisements. We're going to do this raw. I'm regretting this decision. No, you're not. This is the DL Weekly Gaming News. There's nothing to regret here because it's your source for everything in the gaming world. Every week, we bring it to you unscripted, unfiltered. That's why it's rated M for Mature, right, Brenna? Among many, many other reasons. I am one of your hosts, Jameson. And as he already said, I am Brenna, the other glorious part to this quality podcast. You can find us every week wherever you listen to your podcasts at DL Gaming News. And you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter if you want some gaming news in your social media feed every day at DL Gaming News. And uh, you can find us individually if you really, really, truly want to see our faces. I am at DL underscore Mother Goose. And I'm at DL Jameson. And this was an advertisement. Go fuck yourselves. Simone, talk me through okay. Unfriended 2. I will. Because this is your baby now. I'm so excited. Okay, let me tell you all about it. So, like the first Unfriended, uh, this movie follows a group of friends who are in a group Skype call. Uh, These are more adults out of their college years, but they're all friends from college who do a group game night once a week. Our main character and the person whose screen we're watching is Matthias, played by Colin Waddell. Uh, He occasionally chats to his girlfriend Amaya, played by Stephanie Nagueras. And then he's chatting to Nari and Serena, played by Betty Gabriel and Rebecca Rittenhouse. The two of them announce that they're engaged while on the call, and that's really sweet. (laughs) He also has his friend Damon in the UK, played by Andrew Lease. And they're, uh, oh no, there's two more. (laughs) (laughs) Their uh, conspiracy theorist YouTuber friend AJ, played by Connor Del Rio, and their DJ friend Lex, played by Severa Windiani. 
So, Matias is on a new laptop. He says that he got it secondhand, but it later turns out that he stole it from a lost and found at an internet cafe. Uh, we see him as he opens up the laptop for the first time and starts logging into all of his various accounts. He sees that the last owner was someone named Nora C. the Fourth, and works his way through kind of logging her out of everything. Uh, while he's doing that, he skypes with his girlfriend Amaya, who is deaf, um, and he has made a program to help him understand her better or to help her understand him better. Uh, it translates speech into sign language. She's upset because uh, he could maybe just learn sign language. <laughs> and basically, while he's trying to communicate with her, he starts the group call with the rest of his friends. While he's in the group chat, he starts getting messages on Nora C.'s Facebook page from a bunch of random people, and eventually from someone named Erica, who claims to be Nora's best friend, and accuses M Matthias of stealing the laptop. Matias says, you know what, fair enough, I did steal the laptop, and says that he's going to go to the place where he found it and return it. However, while he's snooping around the laptop, he finds, he finds an enormous file. Uh, with his friend Damon's help, he breaks into the file, spots something called the river, and a bunch of snuff films <laughs> that are really, really horrible. His friends, who he's sharing the screen with at the time, all decide that they need to do something immediately. Uh, they also realize that Nora the Fourth backwards, Nora C is Charon backwards, and Charon is a code word. It's the ferryman of the dead. Um, and there's actually a whole organization of Charons, uh, and their main thing is to just take requests and make horrible snuff films. They're a massive organization. Charon Four realizes that Matthias is not returning the laptop like he should and makes a threat to Amara's life. It becomes clear that uh, he will follow. He will follow Amaya back. Amaya? Amara? Amaya. I think you're right. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He follows Amaya. He'll follow Amaya back to Matias's apartment, get the laptop, and they'll go their separate ways. However, Matias decides that he wants to save the one girl who he knows is kidnapped but hasn't been killed yet, Erica Dunn, played by Alexa Mansour. He takes a bunch of money out of Karen's Bitcoin account and says that Karen will get the money back once he... <sighs> Once he releases Erica Dunn, this is where he starts pissing people off. The rest of the Charon organization realizes that Matthias has stolen the laptop or that Charon 4 has been compromised, and they start going after all of Matthias's friends. Uh, they are killed in various ways because these are an elite group of hackers who are able to discover people's locations fairly easily. Things get worse and worse. Matthias... Uh, decides, okay, fuck it, he's going to take the laptop and meet Amaya at the subway station, give them the thing and try and make a break for it. Everything goes horribly wrong. Everyone dies. <laughs> and it turns out that actually what we thought happened wasn't that at all. The laptop was bait for an elaborate audience that likes to play mind games with unsuspecting people. Uh, and people have been voting and making bets on the various things that were going to happen throughout the night. The final vote is whether Matthias gets to live, gets a resounding no, he gets hit by a truck, and we see that thousands and thousands of people were watching the live broadcast of quote-unquote game night. Oh, the end. So good. So good. Yeah. So obviously, you know, this one didn't have the supernatural element to it. So no. you enjoyed this more, I'm taking I it. enjoyed it a lot. Um, I thought it was scarier. And I think this was so much scarier because all of this is stuff that happens. We know that on the dark web, people do commission mm. really horrible shit. We know that tons of people go missing every year and we don't know where they are, whether they're lost to human mm -hmm. trafficking, whether they end up in situations like this. And we know awful people are out there. And yeah. that's not the scary thing, though. The scary thing is how easy it actually is to find you online. Like, they show yeah. a couple times, um, I think with the first murder of Lex, they show exactly yeah. how they use the background of one of her innocent pictures to go to a student alumni page and find her address. It's really, really straightforward stuff like that. And I think yeah. you just realize, like, the internet is a big place and it's scary if the wrong person sets their sights on you. I think the other thing that makes it scary is none of these people are bad people. Like, Matias steals a laptop that he shouldn't have. Mm. And that's about it. Like, for the most part, they're just, like, lovely people who are trying to, like, live their lives and get married and have a game night. And, like, this awful yeah. shit happens to them for no reason, for entertainment, and they all die. Yeah. No, it is It is really scary, like, because of how realistic yeah. it is. I, exactly. And, and you know, f for the listeners who, who sort of don't completely understand, like, how 
crazy the dark web is. Like, 98% of the internet is dark web. The 2% that you see is still mainstream web. Yeah. Like, even the deepest, dark, darkest, like, depraved shit that you see is not dark web. Yeah. To get onto the dark web, you need a special browser because you cannot be tracked on the dark web. That's the point of yeah. the dark web. It's why it's called the dark web. So you need special programs and things like that. Deleting your cookies, going on incognito mode, that's not going to yeah. help you stay safe and anonymous. Using a VPN, it's not enough yeah. to keep you safe and anonymous. That being said, we'd like to talk about one of our sponsors, <laughs> NordVPN. <laughs> <laughs> Protect your privacy and keep yourself a little bit safer by clicking the code below <laughs> to get a discount on NordVPN. Exactly. Like, VPN, NordVPN is a... <laughs> this is all an elaborate yeah, ad. Yeah, we, we set this up for that specific ad, and now we can end the episode once you go and buy some NordVPN. We get a little bit of a kickback, guys. We really appreciate it. Link down below in the in the comment <laughs> section. Thank you, Majig. <laughs> Beautiful work. Cross-promotion there, Simone. I loved it. But yeah, seriously, like... You don't have to worry necessarily about the dark web, but just do understand that your privacy is no longer your privacy anymore. Like, yeah. everything you could do can can be traced back to you, and it's very, very, very scary. And this movie highlights that, which is very interesting. Um, the first time I watched this, I hated this film. Oh. Purely, yeah, I know, purely Tell because... Tell me why. I did, yeah, I didn't like this movie because it was so different from the first one in the fact that it wasn't yeah. supernatural, that it was Very real. different. Yeah, and immediately my brain was just like, no, this isn't supernatural, I hate it. I was hoping for a <laughs> sequel kind of vibe, yeah. meh. But watching it again now, watching it for the second time, I was like, holy shit, this is very, very clever. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, like, it's so much more meticulous than the first one, even though yeah. the first one is really well executed. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, I know that originally they were actually going to do a sequel type vibe and they were going to have Laura's ghost or Blair's ghost go after college students. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wouldn't have made I a ton like of that. sense. And I'm really glad <laughs> no. that they didn't go that direction. I'm really glad they sat down and yeah. they were like, what's scary about the internet? And the answer was <laughs> everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they nailed it. They nailed it yeah i mean i mean especially yeah. the fact the one guy got swatted yeah um, how real was that that is a very Shit. internet specific way of killing someone yeah and i thought that was i mean when uh you see it like about to play the shotgun sound like mm -hmm. what a great moment of tension yeah it's tense it's so good. And I think that was such a beautiful thing as well, because, I mean, yeah. because we watch films so often, yeah. we can spot a Chekhov's gun a mile away, like, so easily. <laughs> and it was kind of a Chekhov's gun. It, it really was, but I didn't check it. I didn't I didn't see it when he was like, oh, check out my new speakers. I wasn't like, ah, uh, that's going to be used later for something. I was completely in the dark, and it was brilliantly yeah. done. It was beautiful. So well done. done. And I also yeah. think it also speaks to our more modern time of police just opening fire you know willy-nilly you know shoot first ask questions yeah. later um which was like a really good yeah. commentary on sort of modern society i guess <laughs> and maybe how police are asked to do too much and <laughs> it's fine it's fine we won't yeah we're not gonna go go down a political route but no hashtag defund we're the just police. having a good time <laughs> Um, what did you think of the characters in comparison to, like, the first movie and, like, the interaction and friendships and everything? I, I mean, obviously, I think they put a lot more effort into, into this one. Like, there was quite a rich character history between all the friends, and they showed mm -hmm. it off pretty well. Like, we know that Nari and Serena are together, um, but Nari used to date mm -hmm. AJ, and he seems pretty cool with it, if not a little <laughs> blasé about the fact that Nari has, like, <laughs> a difficult relationship with her parents because she's gay. And we know that Serena's yeah. mom is sick from cancer. And we know, like, like it's all these, like, little tiny comments that add up to give you this rich, like, these are friends. These are people who have known each other mm -hmm. for a long time. I thought the... um relationship with Matias and Amaya was really beautifully done, mm -hmm. actually. And the actress, um, she actually yeah. is deaf. Oh, I was about to say, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. But that's not the way <laughs> yeah, I meant yeah, it. Yeah. But, it's all, yeah. <laughs> but it was cool that they, you know, included someone um, mm -hmm. who was disabled or is disabled, actually, and not someone pretending to be. Yeah. And the fact that she yeah. was speaking sign language super fluently, and it was just, it was so well done. I really liked that part. 
No, I completely agree. And I mean, their, yeah. their fight is such a valid thing. I mean, it's really sweet yeah. of him to create this program that will help him, you know, speak to her better. But yeah. like, her argument is so well justified. And I think that's what makes a horror movie really good. It's the sort of background yeah. relationships and the background feelings of everyone. I'm not sort of discrediting uh, the first one in, in the yeah. fact that a lot of their problems were just teenage bullshit. Yeah. Because that, that added to the drama of the first one. It was it was, it was was time appropriate. But yeah, you have like a lot more because these kids are older, these guys are older. Like you have these like really rich relationships, yeah. you know. It's very much like you and me. I'm overseas, but this is how we yeah. can communicate and keep our friendship alive. Um, and it was just really nice to see sort of that vibe and, and, and the recognition yeah. of how complicated life has become now. And the fact that, like, you know, they they want to hang out. There's a genuine yeah. legitimate reason for them to ha- be having this call, you know, rather than yeah. just, like, pissing about, like, kids kids after school, you know? And I think that adds to it. It's like, oh, okay, there's a reason we're on this call. There's a reason why he has this laptop. Um, and I think also what makes it kind of harrowing is, like, throughout the call, they all have these very vulnerable moments, you know? And then you find out at the end that, like, thousands and thousands of people were watching them go through like these little Mm -hmm. moments that you would only really share with your close friends. And it's just like a whole extra layer of Mm -hmm. invasion um, that makes it so, so good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you you really, you don't know who's watching half the time, which is is very, very scary. Very scary. Now, (laughs) you might be interested to know that there are actually four alternate endings (laughs) to this movie. Ways that's so yes. cool. Okay, yeah. Can, do you so, know them? Yeah, 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 yeah. I looked it up on the trivia. So there's one where Matthias actually gets buried alive in the park <gasps> where Amaya is supposed to meet him, and she can't hear cool. him. Yeah, because she's deaf. That's so cool. Yeah, because she's deaf, so she just walks past, and it's like this weird, tragic thing. There's another ending where the two of them do meet in the park mm-hmm. and are killed. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I think okay. the audience has to vote on which one of them dies, actually. And, it, like, one of them gets killed. I forget right. which one. And then there's another version. Okay. This is, like, I guess the happy ending where they meet in the park and the audience <laughs> actually votes to keep them both alive because Matthias tried to save Erica Dunn. Right. Uh, okay. Um, okay. And people, like, respected that he was ballsy enough to, like, steal the dude's money. Yeah. So that, I thought, I was like, that's a nice ending. That That's, that's a good ending. Very un... un- incongruous with how this whole franchise is going but still lovely yeah oh that's crazy yeah i I was like that's actually that's kind of brilliant and so apparently the director actually first released the trailer for this movie on the dark web i mean that's dangerous but okay yeah sure i mean look listen like like you said the dark web is 98 percent of the internet so a lot of it is fairly innocuous like it's just people sharing their weird animated porn or or like you know people who don't necessarily want to be on search engines Mm -hmm. or want some privacy or whatever like i think a lot of the dark web is fairly innocuous it's just that the dark parts are real dark really dark yeah yeah, okay, I, I I think that's fair. And then he immediately deleted that and threw his computer into a fire, and he was fine <laughs> <Yeah>. afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good marketing scheme, though, because, I mean, I would, if I was on the dark web and I saw this trailer come up, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to see this. This is awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're scared of us. <laughs> <laughs> Me, who just wants to pirate videos in peace. <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh man um yeah that uh, what we let's go through it again so what was your favorite part and what was the most tense part for you Ooh, 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 ooh. um i think for me well at least for me like the hardest part to watch was all of those different like when they're scrolling through the different like snuff films yeah 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 because i mean they don't show anything bad happening but the implications are very much there yeah and i mean the one where like the girl's trying to reach the soda can and you see that the the video file is like hours and hours long and like mm, nah, not for me. like i don't know why that's like some deep fear shit for me <laughs> yeah i get that i get that because it's the implication it's like we were saying with the last one yeah. it's what's unknown i think maybe my favorite bit in terms of like the acting and stuff was where matthias is trying to convince them that he made it up and it was just mm-hmm. a game and i think the acting from all of the actors were like the you know they're just going through all these stages of like wait but 
like relieved because they didn't want to yeah. believe it was real but also like why the fuck would you do that mm-hmm. and then the one friend is like stoked you know <laughs> he's like oh you did this so well yeah, and yeah. I thought that was just like really beautifully written and just so well done by the actors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's 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 fantastic to see that just from a from a point of view of like okay how is this gonna proceed how are we yeah. gonna do all of this um and and I mean yeah and I think I'll, I'll piggyback off that for like my f- uh, my my most tense bit was that whole bit where uh, Amaya is going through the train station and the signal drops and they're like chatting to each other yeah. really really quickly about how they're going to solve this issue and then like it comes back on and they've got to like pretend that they're playing a game playing cards against humanity yeah brilliant that was so, so good well um and then my yeah. mo- my most tense moment was when they find uh, Emma Dunn again or Sarah Dunn and she's Erica got- Erica Dunn third time <laughs> and she's it's got okay. the hole in her head and it pops out and I was just like, uh, uh, it was so gross mm-hmm. and brilliant and, oh, excellent yeah. bit. That was really, really cool. And I think that was really the only super gory mm. part in that whole movie. Um, mm-hmm. And that was what was kind of cool about this movie was, like, it was so tense and so, like, viscerally scary. Mm-hmm. And there was hardly a single drop of blood. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool. It's everything is implied in this movie, which makes yeah. it so yeah. much cooler than, you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it is actually an incredibly nuanced film that I think it does take like one or two viewings to actually fully appreciate how, how it's done. Um, but damn, so cool. So, so yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, scene that could have saved no. it? <laughs> I would have liked it if nobody died because <laughs> they really make you like all of the characters. <laughs> like you really love all of them and feel for them. And then they just start dropping like flies and it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> I don't like this. They don't deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is the difference between this one and the last one. It's because like the mm. first one, you're just like, I know you're all teenagers and all teenagers are assholes, but you guys are assholes yeah. and I can't you're be dealing with you. extra assholes. Yeah. So like, I didn't, like, I cared that they died, especially like yeah. Mitch. That sucked. Mitch did oh, nothing wrong. That, that poor guy. That poor guy. He's the only one out of all of them that I actually felt sorry for. Um, but like you said, in this one, I mean, poor Amaya. Like, fuck, yeah. why? And then Mitch, uh, not Mitch, um, uh, Matthias. Oh, he was just trying to do something nice for his he girlfriend. He was trying to help. Shit, guys. And no. especially because they were all like, no, uh, you know, when they were trying to chat through it really quick. And they're like, no, we don't want anything to do with this. Just give the laptop back. And he's like, guys, we have to help Erica. And everybody stops and they're like, he's absolutely right. Like, we have to, we have to do something. Which, like... What angels? Yeah. And then they all die and we're all sad. Yeah. And And I think like what also makes it scary is they're trying to fight it the whole time, right? Like they're trying to help each other and they're trying to do the right thing and win. Yeah. And you think that it's close. And then you realize like they never stood a chance. No. It was all orchestrated from the beginning. Nothing they did mattered is harrowing. Yeah. It's, it's, you're holding your breath the whole film and you're so tense. Yeah. And then you just see. Yeah. I remember watching it and I was literally on the edge of my seat the first time I watched it. Mm -hmm. Like your whole body is just rigid. Yeah. This is, it's such a cool franchise and I'm, I'm very excited if they decide to make a third one, it will, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it. It would be very cool if they did like something with cell phones. Uh, like if they did like a, like, you know, uh, everyone's like chatting from like whatsapp video or whatever like yeah that would be pretty cool i could i could get especially that. like the pandemic is a nice ripe yeah uh, ver- ripe uh fruit for them to pick <laughs> well i've heard someone's made a zoom horror movie um I'll yes try and, i'll try and let me let me see if i can find the name yeah quickly. i forget what it's called but i really want to check it out actually. yeah me too found footage oh it's called found footage it's called found footage yeah Come on, guys. Um, and it's apparently, it's only available on Shudder. But yeah, it's called Found Footage. I'm dying to watch okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll check it yeah. out. I, th- I think, I think definitely check that out. But yeah, like, I, I, and would you watch it again? Totally. <laughs> totally. Like, it's yeah. really, it's such a great example of working, like yeah. leaning into a medium, really thinking all the way through of what's scary about this medium. And mm-hmm. again, all the implied horror, that's the kind of horror I like. Mm-hmm. Neither of us are big like gore people or like violence nah. people. So nah. I just, I liked like the fact that they implied all this really 
horrible shit. And I didn't have to watch it, but I was still really scared. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think for, for for me and why why I completely agree with you just yeah. as, a, yeah. as a course of the podcast, like absolutely would 100% watch this again and definitely recommend it to people. I mean, I was very sort of adverse to it at first, but guys, shit, yeah. converted watch this um but what i particularly like thought this one did really well that the last one maybe missed a trick or just didn't have the capacity to do it was the sounds when they were erase the messages or send the messages yeah. in this one and it's that like you know ma- minor minor sounds of like boom, yeah and it's like distorted and shit very very cool. very cool very very beautiful touch yeah i think it's like with both of these films it's just the little touches yeah that just Yeah, I mean, final thing that I wanted to say was um, at the very end, once you realize like it was all an orchestrated thing and all of the different Charons are like showing their faces to the camera and they're all just normal looking people. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing sinister or creepy about them. They're just normal looking men and women who (laughs) recently had a great time. Yeah. And and I think that's the scariest thing about the dark web and the internet yeah. is the anonymity and of the it. world and the world. Yeah. <laughs> you you could be sitting someone next to someone on you the never train know. who loves to murder people or watch people get murdered. Like that's their vibe. You'll never, ever know. So be kind to everyone. Yeah. Because you might get a hole in your head, which not <laughs> ideal. Not if you want. <laughs> For all of our listeners, Simone just rubbed her head in, in fear. <laughs> How how much would you scream right now if, like, I had set up gore effects to, like, have a chunk fall out of my head? Simone, I would drop to the floor faster than a hot potato. <laughs> I would just be done. Like, I would I really regret not doing it. We had so many plans for this, part, this episode in particular. It's just all gone to shit, but it's fine. <laughs> well, guys, that was really fun. Thank you, Simone, for that wonderful present. Yeah. I really do appreciate it. It was it was great of, You're so very to, to just have a little little pa- palate cleanser as we go into the rest of Halloween. Mm. It's gonna be fun. So, on that note, what are we doing next week? You guys, you guys, you guys. <laughs> we have such a fun guest lined up for you next week. Uh, it is Miss Confess a Murder. She has got an amazing outfit planned, so if you don't watch the YouTube videos normally, like, next week would be the time to watch. She's incredible. Uh, She has been managing the writing competition that I did, Uh, so she is well-versed in the horror genre and just a wonderful, fantastic, funny person, Uh, and you guys are going to love her. It's going to be so good, you guys. I'm I'm so excited. I'm I love the fact that we've got these great great guests on this podcast yeah. and it's just going to be yeah. awesome. What it's we'll going to be a time. It's going to be so good. And what we what we'll do as well is we'll link to her like socials or Instagram yeah. or like yeah. her website or whatever in the link so you can kind of familiarize yeah, of the, familiarize yourself with her stuff um in 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 light of next week's episode it'll be your homework as we're going through. And what yeah. movies are we doing next week? Do we have? So we're actually doing pretty like good movies, like movies that for me I feel could have done better. Okay, <laughs> we're doing um, in the tall grass. Okay, I I I didn't. It actually got less one. than fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, and I really enjoyed it. I was surprised at the rating, and we are doing Sam Raimi's most recent remake of The Grudge. Interesting. Okay, I I haven't seen either of these, so I'm completely in the dark, and I'm very excited. Yeah. Sam Raimi, known famously for the director of the original Spider-Mans with uh, our, 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 our beautiful god man, uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Um, some could argue the best. And he uh, directed The Evil Dead, which was a massive part of the horror genre and like a founding yeah, yeah. keystone of it. Huge, huge, huge director. So that will be really exciting. And then to discuss it with yeah. Confessor Murder is going to be awesome. Off the charts. Yeah. So excited. Yeah, she's fantastic. You guys are going to love her. That's oh, going to be so good. There are few things better on this earth than settling down with a good book and losing yourself in its pages for hours. Unfortunately, with the demands of our modern lives, the time we can dedicate to reading is growing shorter and shorter. Simone and I love to read, but our lives are just so busy we aren't able to get through all the books on our shelves. But that doesn't have to stop us from reading. Simone and I have made the switch to audiobooks. It's a great way to digest the content you're looking for in a book while still being able to go about your day-to-day tasks. It's like having someone read you a bedtime story, but instead of going to sleep, you could be driving to work, doing the dishes, or ignoring your tyrant of a boss. If you like reading as much as Simone and me, but don't have the time, we have a special offer for you. Head over to audiobooks.com through the link in the show notes, and you'll get three audiobooks for free. This includes two books from their VIP section. 
Audiobooks.com is a great website with over 200,000 titles for you to choose from, all of them professionally produced. We know you'll find something you'll love, but in case you need any help, I would suggest reading Open Book by Jessica Simpson. You'll be pleasantly surprised by the valuable and deep insights Ms. Simpson has to offer. It's well worth the read. So, head over to audible.com through the link in our show notes and get your first three audiobooks for free. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye. So, what is your optimistic thing? Just to round us off, let's tie a nice little bow on this one. I mean, my optimistic thing has to be, um, my both of my parents have had back surgeries in the last couple weeks. <laughs> and you're a monster. Unrelated. <laughs> I've just apparently got really bad back genes waiting for me in like, my old age. Like a German shepherd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My hip dysplasia and my spine. <laughs> um, and both of them seem to be recovering really well. Uh, they've both pulled through. And, you know, just the fact that we live in a time where having problems like this isn't a death sentence or isn't mm. doesn't mean that they're going to spend the rest of their lives uh, not living to the fullest. Both of my parents are pretty active people, yeah. and it's really cool that they can get these operations to get like their quality of life back and be able to do whatever yeah. they want to do and spend time uh, doing whatever they want with their kids. So, uh, yeah, that's my optimistic thing. Just, wow, thanks, Western medicine. That's huge, and that's so great. And, I mean, I'm so glad that you, mm. both your parents are, 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 are on the recovery thanks. and on the mend. I mean, you were, you were telling me before we started the podcast that you had to treat your mom like a little yeah. toddler because she kept running around and stuff when she should have been recovering. <laughs> to stop her from picking I mean... things up and grabbing things. And... <laughs> so, so, I mean, that is great. And I'm so glad that they're in, in recovery. And I'm sure I speak for all of our listeners where we, we said, send them all the best, all the best and, and, and hope for a good speedy vibes. recovery. Yeah. All the, all the mm. good vibes. Yeah. And what's your optimistic thing? Simone, I don't know where this has come from, but I have become a bakist in the in the in the oh. recent past i'm not going to call myself a baker yet because because i'm not there I'm, i wouldn't call myself a baker uh but a okay. bakist so i decided this week for my lunches because i batch cook my lunches i decided i'd make pie so i've just made Ooh, lovely yeah i've made individual pies like i made eight individual pies i felt like i was wow. on bake-off um it was ridiculous <laughs> and then some friends of mine moved into my neighborhood so i decided to make them a, bu- a pumpkin pie because it's October. Oh, I love a good pumpkin pie. Oh, so good. Uh, and it was my first time making one, so I really hope it's good. And so, yeah, it's just out of nowhere. I've just been like, I'm going to bake some pie, and then I'm going to make some more pie, and I'm just going to do baking shit. And I made chocolate chip cookies during the week. And oh, yeah, it's just been... Look at him. I, I like cooking. I don't like baking, but I've yeah. apparently just decided to bake now. Nice. Catch chat on the next season of Great British Bake Off. Could you? I think you'd be great. I would be so terrible. I would lose every challenge it would i would be there no for a you'd week. be wonderful i'd be there for a week <laughs> um, you'd, i mean somebody has to be the first person to go <laughs> i don't think it would be you but if that makes you feel better it was so good that was so funny <laughs> i mean someone you should host competition shows <laughs> Um, so yeah, my, my, my optimistic thing is the fact that I've just taken up baking and it is actually, it's really stressful, but like seeing the end product has just been yeah. really, really fun. Um, and yeah, my, my, my chocolate chip cookies were the bomb. So oh, I'm happy with fantastic. that. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a, do you use dark chocolate chips or what, what's your... No, because this was my first time making them. I thought I'd just play it safe, you know? Mm. Nice milk yeah, chocolate. Yeah, nice milk chocolate. Uh, plus I'm a student again, so I'm very poor. So I had to just choose the cheapest <laughs> chocolate, you know? Which, I, again, as a student, you shouldn't really be baking. It's a very expensive pastime. It's, yeah. Butter is not cheap. No. No, it is not. Um, so, so yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope that you're enjoying Spooktober so far. Yes. I promise you, it only gets better. This is a mountain that we're all going to climb together, and I am so unbelievably ready for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, tell us about your Spooktober. How's it going? I know Halloween's going to be way different now that we're all sort of in this weird, no yeah. government is exactly telling everyone what to do and it's all a bit of a shit show. And mm. I'm, I'm wondering if like, if you listen to this podcast and you've got kids, what are you going to do with them? How is that going to yeah. work? Are you going to go around to people's places? How is, what is your village or neighborhood doing? Tell us. Um, and guys, Thank you so much. Go listen to our past episodes. Go check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, YouTube, our website, all of those places, which Simone will now tell you the actual URLs and handles for. 
You can talk to us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast, on Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP. You can email us at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast at gmail.com. Our website is linked down below, as well as a bunch of links for our different sponsors that you've probably heard about in the different ads. Uh, again, if you use the links below, guys, we get a little bit of a kickback. So, I mean, if you're looking for audiobooks anyway, or you're looking for games anyway, or you want a VPN, especially after this episode, <laughs> put some tape over your webcam if you're not using it, you guys. Uh, guys. Now, now's the time. Just click those links. Links below. And um, like Chad said, we're also going to link to some resources around suicide. Um, we also still have all of our Black Lives Matter resources, too. If you want to still mm-hmm. support the movement, but you don't have money to donate, that's what those links are for. There you go. And as we say at the end of every episode, we, we love, love you, you and there's, and there's nothing, nothing you can, can do about it. it. Goodbye. Bye.